0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the GC Sunscast, the longest-running Gold Coast Suns show on the interwebs. I'm your host, Shane, and this show is brought to you thanks to our Patreon sponsors. If I bring up the list here, it is Dale Snelling, Paul Vosti, Robbie Fiorini, Brody Burgess, Tom Kim, and Tim. I really should know those off by heart by now, but I can't when I'm under pressure, so let's move on. Uh, the Gold Coast Suns had a fantastic win on the weekend last Thursday night, actually. Um, one of the wins off their, their history, I reckon, uh, up against the mighty Richmond Tigers, reigning premiers. And uh, to help me talk about this, we've got a fan off the Gold Coast Suns that's been around for quite some time. Uh, he moderates the Gold Coast Suns' big footy board, and if you were paying attention to the fans on the TV on Thursday night, you probably would have seen him sit- standing next to the drummer, getting all involved and cheering on our Suns. Welcome to the show, Shannon.
1: G'day, Shane. Thanks for having me again. Pleasure to be on.
0: Yeah, it's great to finally get you back on. It's been, feels like a couple of years now since I last had you on the show. Um <laughs> But the the Suns have been travelling well and you've been able to get to a few games this year. How was it on Thursday night? How was the the crowd? How was the atmosphere?
1: Uh absolutely electric, mate, um, to be honest. What have we got about ten, eleven years now of going to games and by far that was yeah, the the most up and about I've seen the crowd. And that's for a game at Metricon at Melbourne, anywhere. I think yeah, this game takes the cake from start to finish.
0: Did it feel like there was more people in the crowd supporting the Suns than other games you've been to, or were you guys just a bit more vocal this this time?
1: No, de- there definitely wasn't any more than normal. I don't know why. I think we were just on our game, really. It was, <laughs> there was um, a bit of a rowdy bunch behind us, a group of Sun supporters, Alex Sexton fans, I might add. Um, they come, and, yeah, the energy they were feeding and we were giving sort of back to them, it just sort of reverberated from there. It was great.
0: And uh, that we had a few—I wouldn't say streakers, but a few pitch invaders. Uh, it looked like they might have been coming from down your area as well, but they—they they looked to be Richmond supporters on the telly.
1: Yeah, spot on. They were—they were Richmond supporters <laughs> sitting right next to us um, in day two, I believe it was. They—they um, they were giving us a bit of stick all night, but it was um, good-hearted banter. There was nothing to complain about, and yeah, in the final quarter, um, with a little bit of coercing. They, they went on the field and um, probably give the Suns the, the much-needed break that they needed.
0: So uh, before we move on, I've got a bit of audio to play, and uh, you've posted this up on Facebook yourself, but for those that haven't seen it, here's a video from the Gold Coast Suns, uh, Brandon Ellis, speaking about the game on Thursday night. I just want to um, give a huge shout-out to the Gold Coast Sun supporters that came to the game on the weekend, um, yeah, your loudness and your support really helped us get over the line against the Tigers, uh, we really appreciated it, especially a guy that was um, banging the drums all game, that was awesome. Uh, we hope to see as many of you um, at the game this weekend, wherever that may be, go Suns. So that's a nice little touch there from the Gold Coast Suns, just acknowledging that the impact that having crowd, the crowd there at the game uh cheering on the way you guys did just how much of an impact that has for them so that's fantastic to to sort of see the reward for the effort that you guys bring when you you show up to those games and then most of the time we do get uh comprehensively beaten but you guys seem to show up and just really make yourselves known and it's become more evident this year than i think in previous years which is fantastic um I mean, a lot of it probably comes from Jordan and bringing the drum, which we seem. To see, it seems like it's a new innovation this year. Uh, have you had much to do with him over your time attending games in Victoria?
1: Yeah, Jordan's a good bloke. Um, but the last few years, really, um, since I first met him, I actually think it might have been it might have been at Ballarat where I did first meet him a few years ago, and um, since then we've been in close contact. Um, we haven't always gotten to games together, but yeah, when we do, it does help to feed off each other's energy. Um, and yeah, Jordan, credit to him, he, he brought that drum along, and I do think that's urged us forward um, to the point we've got a few, I don't want to spoil any surprises, but we've got a few little extras coming along this week. Um, a few little novelties, we'll call them. So,
0: when is the time to, to cheer at, at a Suns game? Uh, is it after the Suns score a goal or are there there's certain times where you sort of feel like The momentum calls for the Suns to to get a bit of a support from the crowd to urge them on to To pick up their game
1: I Guess there's no written rule to it obviously after the goal is the main one that that sort of goes without saying but yeah you, you find the the high tension points of the game and um if anything else, it, it is for the players. You know, we, we try and hype them up, let them know that we're behind them. Um, but it, it's also to get, probably gets a little bit of tension off um, our backs as well. Yeah, so... Um, so, yeah, any time.
0: Over the last few... Over this year, we've heard a number of chants coming. A lot of people were talking about the, the long, drawn-out Gold Coast uh, earlier in the game, earlier in the season against Collingwood. That was a special one. And that seems to be more of a, a cheer when the game's all wrapped up and just sort of a, a bit of a tease. Uh, on the weekend, you guys gave a special cheer to the Richmond fans, uh, basically saying goodbye. Uh, how did that one come <laughs> about?
1: Um, I think that one that one might have started... Um... With the rowdy bunch behind us. There was quite a few Richmond supporters up and leaving, and we were dealing with a little bit of stick all night. Some of them, as I mentioned earlier, was light-hearted banter, and there was a couple of others who uh, Richmond supporters who took it a little bit too far, got a little bit abusive and threatening to some of our fans. Um, I don't think they took too kindly to Jordan and his drum. But, um, yeah, it's, it's always good. It doesn't happen often where the Suns are in a winning position, and when, when um, you see their fans starting to leave and it's always sort of good to give give it a little bit back to them.
0: Yeah. So, ha- have you had much feedback from the club in relation to that? Or as far as that video that we just played earlier, is that probably the extent of what you guys have heard back from the football club?
1: Uh, directly, that that's probably as close as we've gotten. Um, there was a lot of positivity, you know, watching some of the the media after the game and Stewie Jew. I think had a mention to it in his press conference so every little bit of feedback helps and I also think it it only makes us louder going forward I think some of the people who might be a little bit more restrained at games they'll realize that it's actually okay to give a bit of a cheer here and there.
0: Yeah I'm certainly one of those ones that's a bit more restrained at games Um, so what sort of advice would you give to someone like me that probably needs to find their voice a bit more at a football game? How should I start? (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's it's probably hard to answer. Everyone's different in their own ways, um, and you know, on an individual level, there there could be games where I'm I'm quiet as well. But just just let it go. Say what's on your mind, and um, yeah, make no mistake, the the boys can hear you out there. So if you if you want to push that a little bit harder to get them over the line, they will hear you, and hopefully, um, from all accounts, they do they do lift to that.
0: Well, what what's the blend between having a a negative sort of, uh, cheer to a, to a positive one because you say what's on your mind. And a lot of the time I'm watching a son's game, I want to call out for some sort <laughs> of idiot, idiocy thing, something stupid. And, uh, I guess that's not really constructive feedback.
1: Well, yeah, fair play to that as well. And, um, yeah, on the same note, the players will hear that as well. So, um, I guess when I say what's on your mind, try and keep it as positive as possible, at least to the Suns players. I know, I'm not too sure it um, was heard on the broadcast, but there was a particular ex-Suns player um, for, who now plays for Richmond, copying a little bit of stick and some loud chants from us on the weekend. Uh, uh, give his fellow forward Jack Rewold a bit of a laugh. So make no mistake, they definitely do hear what we have to say out there.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good to hear. Um, Alright well to finish up on this talk On cheering What bit of advice would you have For the Gold Coast Suns fans On the Gold Coast To try and match the level of energy That you guys seem to have down there In the the Victorian games When you guys are usually severely outnumbered By opposition supporters You would think that We'd have a bit more of a voice up here In the Gold Coast But it, it doesn't seem to come across that way
1: uh, I would hope that um, all the fans on the Gold Coast sort of realise we're all there to watch a game of football, um, cheer on our, our favourite players and cheer on the team, and yeah, try not to to let personal things sort of get in the way of um, cheering on the team. There's a lot of there's a lot of politics involved, which I don't want to go into, but in the end, we're all Sun supporters, all football followers, um, as it may be, and... Ultimately, that's why we're there. We're there to, to follow football, support football, cheer football, and just enjoy football in whatever way you desire.
0: Mm. Well, that, that's a good piece of information there. Um, I guess if you're just enjoying the football, don't be afraid to speak up, and your your opinions and views uh, matter as well. And it, try to speak positively to the, the players on the field because, as you said, that stuff is heard. And uh, it, it really probably helps show our support that the Suns players feel like they're not alone out there. Uh, let's move on to the game against Richmond. Uh, Gold Coast Suns, 10 goals, 17-77, defeated Richmond Tigers, 10 goals, 7-67. A 10-point win for the Suns. Probably could have been a, a lot more. There was a lot of missed opportunities, especially early on. King finished with four goals. And uh, probably best on field, you can't go past Tooke Miller, thirty-six disposals, seventy-seven percent efficiency. Fifteen of those contests, he was also marking and tackling. He was doing his bit. Lukosius had a great game as well. He did as he pleased off half back with ten marks, seven hundred and eighty-two meters gained, and twenty-four disposals. Ballard was fantastic back to his intercepting best. He had twelve intercepts. Lemons did a fantastic job shutting down Dusty Martin. Uh, the dangerous tiger forward midfielder, and uh, Ben Ainsworth, one of his best games of his career: twenty disposals, one goal, four behinds, eleven score involvements. So, if Ainsworth had kicked a bit straighter, he could have been the man of the match. Uh, how how did you see the the performance of the those Suns players I mentioned?
1: yeah just actually that's the first time I've noticed. um I do recall him missing a few shots but poor Benny um, Benny Answorth, one goal four. that's um disappointing but yeah he did look prominent around the ball. he He was going in hard, getting winning his own ball, which um it's it, it sort of just smells like a a breakout in the midfield could be coming. Um, yeah Lemons was very noticeable on dusty there was the, the one one highlight for me is that uh, marking contest. think it was about 50 meters out where yeah,
0: lemons just had his way with dusty that was great yeah Um, i I remember how he's going yeah so the lemons one yeah it was around 50 meters out he was able to hold off dusty martin from a marking contest and bring the ball to ground and then he was able to actually gather the ball and dispose of it to to a teammate and completely keep dusty out that was very impressive uh,
1: we hope there's a lot more of that to come
0: Yeah, he's a player that He's hit, played over 100 games now I think And uh, he he should be Well and truly entrenched in that Gold Coast Suns side uh, Injuries kept him out of it Unfortunately, but I think he's really starting To find his place down in defence now uh, If we looked at What worked for the Suns So many things worked, but the pressure was back We had Plus 18 in tackles, plus 16 contested possessions, and plus eight centre clearances. That's a far cry from the Sun sides that we've seen over the last few, over the last month. Actually, um, that they were really just all in and attacking the ball wherever, whenever it was up for debate. Um,
1: yeah, I definitely think that that pressure. Um uh, particularly early on in the game, obviously we weren't putting it on the scoreboard as much as we would have liked, but you could tell Richmond were feeling that that pressure and that was leading to mistakes for them all around the ground. We we jumped on them early and sort of didn't let off and we had four quarters the pressure too, which was good.
0: Yeah, especially late. We thought, uh, I don't know what the feeling like was at the ground, but on the telly, it seemed like Richmond were going to get ahead there in that last quarter. They'd kicked in front Tom Lynch with his fifth goal and um, it, it started to look like it might be it for the Suns, but they really dug in and continued. Uh, that four-quarter performance was, is something that we've all been speaking about, something that we want to see, and they delivered and showed that they can outmatch the... the Reigning premiers and it is the first Time the Gold Coast Suns have beat uh, A reigning premier So it's the huge belief that Comes from this uh, Hopefully the Suns can carry it on because They're going to need to start Displaying this type of performance A lot more especially If Stuart Dew's going to keep his job um, And in saying that I think that this win Has relieved a bit of pressure For Stuart Jew but If you haven't been paying attention into the AFL today It appears as though Clarkson might be gettable And uh, he comes out of contract at the end of next year So I think Stuart Jew's unfortunately going to have that Sort of cloud hanging over his head uh, That Clarkson could be coming in to to take his job off him If uh, he doesn't get the results that the, the club so desperately need how, how do you feel about Clarkson potentially coming in to coach the Suns?
1: Well, very early days on on that sort of conversation um, and around the forums and the boards, social media, there's a bit of talk about what might or might not happen. Um, Clarkson to the Suns, I definitely think it, it could work. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him in, in a role sort of, not underneath Dewey, but advising with him, whether it be that sort of you know, director of coaching or football role, just just some support for Stewie there. But I think it's far too early. Um, you're talking 18 months in advance to, to say Clarkson's going to come there and take Stewie's job or Stewie's job's threatened directly from the Clarkson, you know, story that's developing. Well, it's a little well, bit hard to tell.
0: Yeah, it is too early. But the fact is the media is going to be drilling this on and it's going to be something that's going to be hanging over Stewie's head until the club come forward to him and present him with another contract. So it's just something that we're going to have to be mindful of and it is going to to rear its head if the Suns start performing poorly again. Um, Definitely. Back to the game, one of the other things I wanted to highlight was Collins. He gave absolutely everything he had and uh, he was on one leg by the end of that game and he was doing such a good job to... To impact Tom Lynch Who still kicked five goals But uh, I think I think Collins did more than enough To to prove his worth There were a couple of times there In, his, in that last quarter He made some diving saves uh, Which stopped clear Richmond goals And he did that all on one leg So hopefully I think he've, we've got a 10 day break now Hopefully he can get up in time For the game against the Giants
1: Definitely going to to need him, I think we rely on him down back, and yeah, we probably we knew how good he was, but we we didn't know how much we would miss him when he was gone. And who knows what Tom Lynch could have done without colin's presence there on Thursday night.
0: And uh, the other player I can't go past is uh, Chris Burgess. Twenty-four hitouts in the ruck, thirteen disposals, five marks, five clearances. Uh one of his best games of his season, one of the best games of his career, mind you, and um he he looked phenomenal in the ruck having an impact. Uh he was only up against a similar type of ruckman as himself in Mabior or Chol and Callum Coleman Jones, at least for that first half before Jones was subbed out. But uh he he looks like he's starting to really find his niche at AFL level, and that looks like it's that full-time, part-time ruck, part-time forward sort of role?
1: Definitely, and um, his impact after the, after the ruck contest is always good as well. Um, he seems to be pretty good at ground level, which probably helps being a, bit, a couple of inches shorter. Um, a few little things to work on, <laughs> most notably his goal-kicking, but, um, yeah, definitely that's, that could be his role going forward. Um yes we'll see how it pans out for the rest of the year still a few battles to be won yet but yeah we're liking what we're seeing so far
0: and uh before we move on from what was working for the suns is there anything else you'd like to comment any players that stood out to you that we haven't discussed
1: oh uh, look will Power's still having his his influence um he, he's just taken it to another level this year i don't know how he does it with with you know his body stature and that, but he's one of the toughest players on the team. Um, so big props to him who keeps getting it done. Uh, um, that, that's probably my standout.
0: And uh, yeah, one last thing I've forgotten: Ben King. He's ranked number one on the ground for uh, according to Champion Data. Uh, he had ten score involvements to go with his four goals, thirteen disposals, and seven marks. So the 10 score involvements, he's had a huge hand in uh, over 60% 60 of the time the Suns went forward, he was involved in that play, and that's a huge effort by Ben King. So good to see him getting involved, not just on the scoreboard, but helping out doing the team things around the ground. Uh, what didn't work for the Suns? Well, we've all already touched on the goal kicking. That was pretty atrocious. We we saw a couple of easy shots at goal missed. Ben Ainsworth is one of those players. Uh, Chris Burgess missed an easy shot from uh, that you would think he would normally get early on. Uh, McPherson as the sub, so he came on halfway through that game with Josh Corbett getting knocked out with concussion. He didn't really have much of an impact, and I would have expected more from McPherson coming on to play half a game of footy. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on McPherson's game?
1: Yeah, it was it wasn't his best effort um, as a game, but there's, there's got to be a role there for him. You look back um, twelve months, twelve months ago, I think it was early last year, um, where he was consistently in our best players, and you know it, it's it's a bit hard when you you sub. I guess, being thrown in and you've got a specific role to play. But, yeah, he, he looked a little bit behind the pace on the weekend. Mm. Or I'd say on the weekend on Thursday night, sorry.
0: Yeah, and uh, another player that's struggling to break into the Gold Coast Suns' best 22, Braden Fiorini. He had his opportunity with Hugh Greenwood out and he didn't disappoint. He, he was effective enough. He got 25 disposals, I think. And um, the only criticism... I, you, you could say and it was highlighted on the commentary on Fox Was his kicking was quite atrocious They were sort of a loopy kick Which didn't really benefit his teammates And always seemed to put them under pressure So that's something I'm sure he will be working on Because in the second half he came out And he was kicking better He was hitting targets And it, it really gave the Suns another avenue out of that midfield Uh Something I touched on last week with the center bounce attendances, we only had our our four main center bounce attendances for this game was Burgess, obviously, as the Ruckman, but Tuke Miller, Braden Fiorini, and David Swallow were were the main four, with Rao level on attendances with Swallow. And Now, if you look at those midfielders, Rao, Swallow, Fiorini, and Miller, they're all in and under midfielders At least that's where we, we think of them at, at first thought So it was probably quite telling That we won the contested Ball, the centre clearances the Tackles because we had Some grunt and uh, that's something We've probably been missing over the last few Weeks, that, that grunt They went all in on the Midfield grunt and um, it, it really delivered So it'll be interesting to see if they continue That again this week We've got um, congratulations to Hugh Greenwood. He missed the game uh, due to the birth of his second child, uh, Taj, last week. So congratulations to Hugh and his partner, Kirsten. Um, but he should be back for the game against the Giants this week and he should have a bit of an impact in that midfield uh, following up on whoever's unlucky to, to get knocked out of that side how do you feel about our chances against the Giants on Sunday at Ballarat
1: well um, it depends which which suns team's going to turn up on the day doesn't it uh, if we take the game we took Thursday night and I don't want to discredit the Giants they were fantastic on the weekend also but yeah we we played well and um, I think If we bring even 85% of the pressure we did the other night, um, there should be enough in us to to get over the line. And the Giants are still a young but great team. They've had some success in recent years. But, oh, well, we did play a good game on Thursday and hopefully um, we we can sort of work hard to do that again.
0: So, uh, over in Ballarat, you're going to the game and it sounds like we're going to get the... The same amount. Well, I wouldn't say the same. We're going to get the, as, the same select individuals that were at the Thursday night Richmond game with you cheering on the Suns, and probably probably quite a few more after the performance that they just saw. What are you looking forward to? Um, how how do you think you guys are going to start the cheering off?
1: Well, if I can just start that with a funny story. Um... Obviously I was staying in Melbourne last, last week um, sharing a hotel with the Brisbane Lions and GWS Giants and I was actually having a chat in the lift to Callum Ward about the game this weekend when I was looking at being at um, Ballarat and he, I asked him, you know, what sort of crowd he, he thought might get there and he said to me, um, well, if I turn up, there'd be at least one. So he's not very confident I'm getting much of a crowd there. Um, I think... With with what we've got in store this week, uh, just just chatting to the Victorian-based Suns fans throughout the week and from the fallout of Thursday night right up until now, we're we're pumped. We can't wait to get there this weekend and um, cheer the boys on. So I think I'm confident we're going to take it up another notch from what happened Thursday.
0: Well, that sounds great. Uh, the Suns have a tough schedule coming up. Obviously, the Giants this week the dogs the d's and the lions in weeks to come it's going to be very challenging but with the the performance we've seen on thursday night they can certainly take it up to all of those sides and i think that's what as sun's supporters we would be hoping to see is that correct
1: that's 100 percent correct um and it is all going to come down to pressure um You know, we're a young team, we're going to be making them skill errors around the ground, but if we can get on top of a team early, and it doesn't matter which team that is, um, really make a contest of it, um, I think we can put ourselves well and truly in any game.
0: Hmm. Well, we're looking forward to that. Uh, Let's touch on the VFL. The, The Suns played Box Hill. It's probably not even really worth mentioning considering that 12 players for the Suns side in this game were from the TAC Cup League uh, so I'm under the impression that would be under 18 year olds um, all getting an opportunity to play at VFL level but not having the experience and the connection that the Suns players would normally have in their VFL game uh, McPherson played the full game after his half a game on Thursday, so he's trying to get some more match fitness. Atkins was probably the best on ground, 32 disposals, one goal and eight marks. Brody also had 32 disposals and eight tackles. And Davies stood out in the midfield as well, having probably one of his best games with 25 disposals and five tackles. So it was 111 to 39 point game, a 72 point loss to the Suns VFL side but uh, it sounds like they're going to have their um, recruit, their normal normal side back from the Gold Coast this week and I'm not sure who they're playing but I'm sure they'll give them a bit of a shake up. Uh, as we finish up, is there where should we go? Alright, let's talk a... let's go back to the, the cheering at Ballarat What do you guys have lined up for the Giants? Is there anything you you can use to try and put them off their game?
1: Well, I don't know about putting them off their game. That that would be a tactic that I think um, the AFL cheer squad association and other associations might frown upon. Um, But let's just say we've got a few avenues to make a bit more noise coming this week and also a little bit more um, colour in our cheer squad area.
0: Oh, that sounds um, I won't, great.
1: Won't surprise. Yeah, I won't won't go into too much details to what that is. We'll keep it a surprise. But for those who can't make it, look out for us on the broadcast. I'm sure um, it should be good viewing.
0: All right. Well, looking forward to that. We'll be keeping an eye on the Gold Coast Suns cheer squad on th- uh, Sunday against the Giants in Ballarat. So I'm sure that's going to be great weather for you guys down there. Uh, before we leave I do want to make a special announcement for next week It is the 100th episode of the GC Sunscast So a century, I'm raising the bat Got some special guests coming onto the show They've been on the show before It's the AFL Exchange crew So we'll be having another GC Sunscast crossed AFL Exchange uh live episode so you can tune in at about seven o'clock again next tuesday for that it's going to be a lot of fun we're going to have some fun questions we're going to have a quiz see which afl exchange member is uh the most knowledgeable suns fan and will be crowned number one suns fan fan on the afl exchange podcast uh yeah so it should be lots of fun uh tune into that and um until next time go suns